Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. President Biden was in New York yesterday campaigning for Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul to assess the contents of his speech ahead of the midterms. We're happy to have on Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany. Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to join you on this Friday, Steve. Congressman, President Biden yesterday contrasted his plan for the economy with Republicans, uh, saying that the Republicans' plan will further boost uh, inflation. How will the Republicans' plan differ from the Democrats? You know, what, the message that I've been delivering to voters, Steve, is I think there's three big things that we can do. And it's not just three, but there's three I always mention. Number one, let's pass a balanced budget. A group I belong to, the Republican Study Committee, we're the only ones that put on paper this session a balanced budget that would get to balance in seven years. Second of all, let's reward work rather than welfare. And the third thing, let's get back to energy independence, something clearly President Biden does not want to do, but is also very obvious to the American people needs to be done if we're going to get the economy back on track and wring inflation out of our economy. Congressman, I'm going to ask you about energy in just a moment. But first, I want you to react to a um, something President Biden said in that same speech yesterday, where he singled out Wisconsin along with a few other states. Uh, I'd like to get your reaction to this. The previous president made a string of broken promises in places like Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio. Where promised investments in jobs and manufacturing never materialized, but layoffs and shuttered factories did materialize. Congressman, your reaction? Uh, we had the strongest economy we'd had in a long time, especially for working class people and lower uh, income people uh, during the previous administration. President Biden is once again just spreading misinformation, just spewing stuff, hoping the American people aren't paying attention. They're going to be sorely, uh, they're going to be sorely disappointed come November 8th because the American people know what's gone on. They know what's happened since January 20th of 2021 with the record inflation that's driven up the cost of living for all Americans and uh, the American people see through this. Congressman, you have uh, expressed concern about President Biden asking the Saudis to postpone cutting back oil production. Uh, what has you most concerned and why do you think we've not heard uh, more from the media in terms of questioning the motive? Yeah, well, we actually heard a little bit from the inside the Beltway media this week. Uh, but uh, for those not familiar, Steve, two weeks ago, I called for an investigation and I sent a letter to Speaker Pelosi. Let's have a committee review why the administration was asking the Saudis to put off their announcement of production cuts for a month, which would have been after the election. Have not heard from Speaker Pelosi yet. Sent a follow-up letter now in the last 24 hours saying there's additional information coming out, including from the New York Times, that shows the Biden administration was attempting to get the Saudis to up oil production way back last spring. And as I've described it, I believe the Biden administration was doing this as an in-kind contribution. And uh, it's obvious what the Biden administration believes in. They care about their own political hides rather than American lives when it comes to this whole issue of energy. Kick the decision off until after the election when they can continue to put uh, their thumb on reduced production of American energy. 
Carson, back to foreign policy. Uh, what will your biggest priorities be when it comes to dealing with China, uh, the CCP, in the next Congress? Uh, so, first of all, we should end the one China policy. Uh, there is no such thing as one China, and we need to be firm with the Communist Party, especially with President Xi, who has, uh, it appears, consolidated his power. We have to be very firm with them that you need to leave Taiwan alone, and uh, Taiwan is a separate country. The other thing that we should do, and there's bipartisan support for this, is to end most favored nation status, where we just give the administration the ability to continue to do that. We need to bring that back and have a vote every year in Congress whether China should have most favored nation status. They need to live up to the uh, the goal that we all that most of us have across the world and that is for countries to treat each other with respect. China is clearly not doing that with Taiwan and other countries. Um, let's Let's bring back most favored nation status on an annual basis, and hopefully that'll be incentive for the communist Chinese to become better actors rather than stealing our intellectual property, threatening their neighbors, and enslaving their ethnic minorities in Western China. Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you so much. It's always good to be with you, Steve. And with the 2022 midterms just about two weeks away, joining us, we're happy to have senior pollster at the Trafalgar Group, Robert Cahaley. Robert, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Happy to be here, sir. Robert, there are a lot of fascinating races throughout the country. Uh, specifically, what are you seeing in Pennsylvania with regard to uh, Dr. Oz and John Fetterman coming off of their debate? Well, the first poll out uh, in Pennsylvania was Matt Towery and Insider Advantage. And for those of you who know, um, probably see Matt and I together a lot on a lot of different shows. He is, if, if we don't do it, and Matt does, I have confidence in it. So uh, if he says Oz has got a three-point lead, I believe it. Uh, we're going to be in there next, and that, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think based on the performance uh, that was just had, it's completely possible. Um, this was such an overwhelming, I mean, everybody went in that debate having to prove something different. Uh, Fetterman had to kind of just show that he could process information and and you know, and produce intelligent answers, which he did not do. But Oz had to show that he, Oz had to win people over as far as his personality. And he could have been really kind of a jerk, but he was, he was very uh, restrained in how he would deal with things. He didn't seem to be mean and didn't come across mean-spirited. And in a situation like that, that would have been easy to do. And I think that was the bridge he had to climb, and he climbed it well. Robert, you uh, in 2016 at the Trafalgar Group fam famously uh, defied conventional polling and had Trump winning the uh, general election. Could you give us a glimpse into your methodology? Yeah, we're a lot different than a lot of the different other groups. Uh, one, we don't we don't believe in these long questionnaires. We think they are absolutely arcane and that don't make any sense. I mean, this day and age, people are busy. And the number one question we get when the phone rings is. How long is this going to take? And if your answer is, oh, just 20 minutes, it's just 50 questions, you're not going to get anything reliable. And the worst than that is these groups that use online panels. I mean, I hate to say this, but how weird do you have to be to say, oh, I'd like to be on a bunch of online panels? Most of those people are paid some kind of a goofy gift or something. It doesn't make sense. Uh, we talk to just regular voters, short questionnaires. We do big samples, over 1,000 in every state. And uh, 
we, we just try to handle it differently. We also give people lots of methods to participate, uh, whether it's email, text, on the phone. Uh, they can do it online. Just make it convenient for people to participate, and we find that helps us, uh, especially with these other methods, helps us do a better job of getting minorities and younger people. Now, do you get a sense of what the uh, what has the biggest impact in causing noticeable shifts in the polls? Is there a specific um, issue that voters are responding to most? Well, I would at first say there's not been a huge shift in the polls. I don't buy into any of this nonsense that 18 percent of suburban women have moved. These shifts aren't even real. That doesn't happen. What's happened is is they sold a bill of goods the mainstream media did after the Dobbs decision that all these suburban women were just focused on abortion and nothing else. And what we found is, yes, there were people, you know, especially women who cared about abortion. But in comparison to a question like, do I feel safe going to the grocery store after dark? In comparison to the question, am I worried about my children or grandchildren being exposed to fentanyl that comes across the border? abortion finishes a distant third when you give them those those three questions. And so we knew all along that these were not single-issue voters. And the interesting thing is the small amount of people who were voting abortion only, it, you know, it was their first choice. But nobody had abortion as their second choice. So it was either what you were all about or it wasn't in your top five. Robert, before we let you go, um, I have to ask any predictions uh, on who wins the House or Senate, Democrats or Republican? Yeah, I hate to predict uh, 10, you know, 10, 12 days out, uh, but here's what I'll say. If the election were next Tuesday, I'd say the Republicans win the uh, House with 25 to 30 uh, seats, uh, and I would say the Republicans win the Senate uh, by at least 50, 52, uh, one maybe a runoff in Georgia to get number 52. Anything can happen in, in you know, 10, 15 days, or I think it's 12 days now. But I would say that's what happens if it's next Tuesday, and I think it's going to get better than that. Anything can happen in, in you know, 10, 15 days, or I think it's 12 days now. But I would say that's what happens if it's next Tuesday, and I think it's going to get better than that. Fascinating stuff. Robert Cahaley, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review, as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.